Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark. And on this episode today, we are bringing you the vivacious, the gorgeous, the world famous Mia Khalifa. And we're going to be talking sports. We're going to be talking about how to slide into those DMs. We're going to be talking about her relationship with Barstool and everything else that Mia has stirred up during her rise to fame, frankly, in the past few years. She's a a great girl, cool as hell, a lot of interesting stuff to talk about, and we're really excited to conversate with her. So, Benny, get this party started, babe. Well, 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 VIP listeners, we got Mia Khalifa. We got a big-time guest that we're thrilled about, Benny. Mia is so cool, so interesting. Frankly, I think she's so hot. Love her when she got the glasses on, but she could pull off a whole hell of a lot of looks. I'm a big fan, Ben. Oh, you did it this time, Marky. God, did you do it, man. When you texted me that we were getting Mia Khalifa, I was in the shower... I started acting like Henry Hill and Goodfellas. I was banging on the wall, screaming, Mia! Uh, Why were we screaming Marky instead of Jimmy? Wasn't that what he was screaming in the show, Jimmy? Oh, yeah, but if they stole Mia Khalifa, I guarantee he'd be screaming Mia. Uh, She is beautiful. She stirred up a lot of controversy. And frankly, I feel like porn stars aren't as big as they used to be. Now, Mia's since retired, of course and out of the industry, but you know, there used to be a lot of names of porn stars floating around, and that, I, I think we kind of got away from that a little bit as a country. Like, you don't hear porn stars talked about like you used to hear about Jenna Jameson and others, although we did have the August Ames, RIP August Ames, and that kind of thing, but Mia is the most famous porn star, frankly, of this generation. Well, I think the industry as a whole got a little oversaturated just with the amount of sites, the amount of videos, the amount of access that everybody had to everything, Marky. So that's why I think porn stars really don't become as famous as they used to in the past. But I'll say about Mia, she transcended herself from a porn star at first to just an absolute icon in pop culture. I mean, she absolutely redefined her whole career she is so much more than that and in all honesty i don't even think of her as a porn star at this point in her career no i don't either i mean really it was a short stint in that industry but she stayed so relevant since and that's so cool she's a great twitter follow because all the sports banter uh whether it's with college players pro players or the fans she actually has some really good sports like knowledge which you might not assume Well, I think she's just an everyday person. She's cool. She's down to earth. She loves sports. And at the end of the day, she's a really smart girl, Marky. And that really helps her because in that industry that she came from, a lot of those girls are not smart like she is. So she was able to totally turn the tables, legitimize herself in whatever profession she wanted to get into. And, you know, she has done great things in the entertainment industry away from the adult entertainment industry. 
Yeah, man. I mean, look, we're thrilled to have her on. I told her, I said, Mia, you're the boss. You come on, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Because she's an interesting person. Like you said, smart, well-rounded, and we can talk sports with the professionals. We can talk pop culture with that crowd. We do it all here at On The Mark. We're not a sports show. We're pop culture. We we talk about whatever we need to address. We're well-versed, Benny, just like Mia. Yeah, I think she's going to fit right in on this show, Marky. We're we're a diamond in the rough as far as podcasts go. And Mia, as far as people go, she is certainly a diamond in the rough, Marky. And for our male VIP listeners that are tuned in, Mia's got some major league advice on how to properly slide into that Instagram crush of yours DMs. Some valuable information that, frankly is a normal part of society today. And anybody who says they're anti-DMs just means they're anti-DMs to people they don't want to DM them. Yeah, absolutely. Very much looking forward to that. I mean, Mia in general is someone who I'm sure is used to turning heads anywhere she goes. But little does she probably know, she's been turning heads for with everybody we've been telling, Marky. Sure. Well, Benny, get, get, back to me, get back with me here on this one. There's a movement. I hear a lot of girls saying, oh, I'll never answer a guy who DMs me. That's bullshit, okay? It's a form of communication. What, were you anti the text message when that came out? Oh, no, this will never work. I'll never answer a text message. What, were you anti uh, AOL Instant Messenger? Uh, it's a form. It's like the te- when the telephone was invented. It's a new form. It's like when email was invented. I mean, if you want to talk to somebody, who cares what platform they reach out to you on? I'm telling you, the only way somebody doesn't appreciate a DM, if it's from somebody they have no interest in. And that's the thing, Marky. If they don't like you, then the DM falls on deaf ears, man. They want no (laughs) part. It gets lost in cyberspace. It gets lost in the thousands of DMs that whatever girl you sent it to is getting. Or it gets screenshotted and sent to a various group chat. I'm sure that happens too, but let me tell you, if she is interested... You can't do no wrong, almost. Marky's line in that DM is making her day, if not week, if not life. And look, Mia's had some big-time professional athletes. Philadelphia's own Joel Embiid, the beloved Joel Embiid. So we'll be asking her about that. And you know, Benny, she caught a lot of heat from other media groups, such as Barstool Sports, for the way she exposes those DMs. So we're going to ask her about that as well. And, of course, we're going to have to address ass-eating season with her because that's always uh, on everybody's mind. It's a have to ask, man. Yeah, we we, we want to find out Mia's opinion on ass-eating season since it's all the craze. Yeah, a worldwide international sex symbol. I want to know what she thinks about ass-eating season. (laughs) Yeah, man, me too. So, gang, there you have it. And when we get back from break, we got Mia Khalifa on the mark and it's gonna be special Benny serenade me in with a with a nice tune here
All right, VIP listeners, special treat for everybody. We now have world famous, the gorgeous Mia Khalifa. You are now on the mark. Mia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Now, I got to say, you're a great Twitter follow. You're a great Instagram follow. I got to ask you first off, what got you so heavily into sports? Well... When I first moved to America, I just watched all of the sports that my cousins played uh, or watched. So I had cousins who played hockey. So that's how I got into hockey. Um, We'd watch the Redskins around, like, you know, football season. Obviously, they were D.C. sports fans, um, Duke basketball fans. So that's why it's all over the place. So you were born in Beirut? Is that correct? And what uh, what made you guys move over to uh, America? Uh, Just a civil war. Yeah, just a little civil war. I didn't know about that. <laughs> oh, man, I had no clue. I mean, I knew there was obviously issues over there. But, uh, yeah, just a little civil war. And uh, now, going now, hundreds of years. <laughs> now we have the gift of Mia. What? Uh, since you're a big Redskins fan, what do you think of that whole Kirk Cousins situation? Very petty on the Redskins part. I but. know, and I love it. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite push notification that I've gotten to my phone all season. It's, <laughs> it's just beautiful. I could not have executed it better myself. Were you a Kirk Cousins fan? No. Are, no, I've always been uh, pretty tepid about, uh, you know, he... he the franchise tags have been okay with me. I'll say that. I did not want to give him a contract. I wanted to hold out for either A, a draft pick, or B, a solid trade. And that solid trade was probably not Alex Smith. I think we overpaid for him. But, you know, we still got the 13th pick, and uh, Baker Mayfield's on the board. Baker the legend Mayfield. I'm a huge fan, and I think he's going to be a wild success in the NFL. Me too. Mel Piper has him going to the skins, and I am all about that. Yeah, that would be cool because, I mean, Alex Smith is aging some. I mean, if Baker Mayfield had to spend a year or two behind Alex. He's been to. I am not an Alex Smith supporter. No, he's very dull. He's not that exciting. You That's exactly it. We already, we've already had one boring white quarterback. Can we have someone fun, please? Exactly. Now, what if Baker Mayfield slid into your DMs? Would you answer him? You know, I would try a recruiting tactic first. Okay. And if he didn't bite, then I'd probably expose him. Now, what made you start exposing all these athletes that hit you up on Twitter in your DMs or Instagram? I don't like entitled boys. Okay. All right. Was Embiid's clapback the best ever? Or was Oh, there... absolutely. Absolutely. That was gold. Were you even laughing? Yeah, I'm the one. The reason it got attention is because I posted it on Twitter and then it got like 15,000 retweets. I was like, hell yes, this is amazing. Thank you. 
Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, Joel Embiid is loved here in Philly. I mean, I honestly think he might be the most likable athlete in sports. Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's absolutely hilarious. As long as he could stay healthy and stay on the court, I think the Sixers are going to be a uh, force to reckon with. They're going to be a problem for your Wizards, man. My Wizards are a problem for themselves. <laughs> That's probably a good point, too. Now, let me ask you a question media-wise. Did it annoy you that Barstool gave you some heat for, you know, putting these athletes on blast? What's a Barstool? <laughs> so I take it you don't like the folks over at Barstool? Sorry, what? <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. It's so irrelevant and off my radar. Very cool. All right. I respect that. I understand that. Now, we'll go back to the whole DM thing. For all our guy listeners... What's the best way for guys out there, if they have to, if they feel the irresistible need to slide into a girl's DMs, what's the best way to go about that? Stalk her timeline, find something she's into, and send her a meme about it. All right, fair. So the meme game has to be strong. Yeah, because, like, you never know if a meme is hitting on you or if they're actually trying to share something funny with you. And... If it's genuinely funny, no one's going to get mad that someone made them laugh. Exactly. You can't really hold exactly hold that against somebody. Exactly, yeah. Now, I'm sure through your rise into fame, you heard a lot of crazy rumors about yourself. What was like mm-hmm. some of the craziest shit you heard out there that just simply wasn't true? Um, well, I was the number 7 trending thing, trending topic worldwide uh, on Twitter. I think in, uh, not June, it was in like March or something. Um, the trending topic was Mia Khalifa is dying from AIDS. Oh my God. And this was was stemming from the same website that reported that I had died in a car crash with my roommate just a month prior. So those are the two craziest rumors. That's, yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. I'm sure that's something you just laugh at. I had family members texting me their condolences. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that has to be outrageous. Now, yeah. the craze sweeping the nation, ass-eating season. As a former porn star, what's your take on that? Um, I don't know. Are you a fan? Uh, no. Either way, you're not a fan. Whether it's no. okay, fair, and I feel like it's something that became very popular out of nowhere. Yeah, is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say so. Now, Bumble and Tinder—is it a good method to meeting girls, or is it a waste of time? I have, I've never been on either, but um, all my friends are on them, and I guess they're a good way of hooking up. If that's what you're looking for. Oh, come on! Sorry. I'm assuming that was the Capitals game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I was trying to dangle, got too cute, and lost the puck. And that's outrageous! Wow, you scared the hell out of me. I thought there was a home invasion. I was going to come. I was, if I had to, I was going to come down there and uh, give you a helping hand. My God. Well, I'm glad it wasn't nothing too serious. It's like the novelty we're playing like this. We're down three goals to them. Well, let me ask you a question. Is this the year your Caps are going to win it? A lot of people say Every it year is. Year. <laughs> <laughs> What's your gut telling you this year, though? Do, do you think it My will? God. 
Honestly, my gut is telling me that we will make it out of the second round if the Penguins don't make the playoffs, but I am not speculating whether or not we will make it past the, past the uh, conference finals. Okay, fair. You know, I don't want to jinx it. Every single year, I get way too cocky and just wave my big capital President's Trophy winning dick around, and then we end up <laughs> in the second round. And that's what I was going to say, because I'm the same way. I'm a believer in that. Why jinx something if you don't have to? This year, I've been, I've been pretty, I've been pretty quiet. Yeah, no, I, at the games, that, that's where I lose my voice. But other than that, I've been pretty quiet. Are you, is hockey your number one, Mia? Uh, yeah, it's tied with lacrosse. Which is incredibly cool that you like lacrosse. No, that's played the longest. You you personally played, right? Yeah. That is very cool. And did that even did you even know that sport existed when you were living like in Beirut and all? No, I was very young. I was like 10 years old when I moved here. Gotcha. So not too many uh, Little League lacrosse games over in Lebanon, but yeah. uh, I've known since I was like 12. I mean, I grew up in Maryland. That, was, that That's like our sport. Right. A lot of lacrosse in also, Maryland. I played lacrosse and hockey, so that's what I was exposed to the most. What'd they say in Wedding Crashers? Crab cakes and football? Crab cakes and lacrosse. That's what Maryland does. That's what Maryland does. Right. Um, and then Florida State, you went to Florida State, uh, and you're from Texas, or you're just a Florida State fan and went to no, Texas? No, University of Texas uh, yes. I'm from Maryland. Right, 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 right. Sorry about that. This Florida, is I'm a Florida State fan, though. Yes, I know, because I saw you t- talking about them during the season and whatnot. That was a tough year for them, but uh, they're ready to bounce back. They got the new coach in there. And, and I got to tell you, you may appreciate this. I got a uh, Florida State tattoo. I got the spear on my forearm with the feather. Why? Okay, interesting question. I'm just into all that Native American kind of stuff. I just love that logo, and it just fit nicely on the forearm. So it was a part of like. That's the- a- okay, I have the same tattoo, but your reason is weird. <laughs> you have this. You have that logo. Yeah, I have it on my uh, like. I guess it's my forearm. It's a. Lo- it's pretty small though. Really? Yeah. Well, all right, I'm going to send you a picture of mine. I got okay. the, What I did was, though, because I'm not a Florida State guy, I didn't go there, I, you know, whatever. They're not, I like them, but they're not my team. So what I did was I changed the colorway of the logo. Oh, my God. That's blasphemous. Don't send me a picture of that. I'll burn it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it fit the theme. And as you know, it's a great logo. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> Mia, seriously, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, okay. Terrence told me he put in the good word. So, uh, Terrence, I love Terrence. I know him for Oh, I'm going to see him this weekend. He's going to the Caps game with me. Very cool. I'm going to be seeing him um, St. Patty's Day weekend. I'm going down to Miami. Hold his hair back for me. He's done it for me enough times. All right. I will. I will. <laughs> Mia, you're the best. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, wish you the best of luck with everything. And I wish you the best of luck with your caps. I hope they pull it out for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right, Mia. You're the best. Later. Take care. Bye. VIP listeners, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mia. I know I did. She is as cool as it gets, down to earth as it gets. Very interesting chick to talk to. Benny, what were your thoughts on Mia? 
Boy, Marky, I was blown away. I mean, I came in with high expectations, but God, Mia lived up to all of them. Such a sweetheart, such a good girl, but really smart and knows her shit, man. I mean, this girl, she's so well-rounded, I'm very impressed by her. Kind of funny that, well, she tore, tore me a new one on, on my tattoo idea. She didn't respect the art, artistic ways I have, I guess, Penny. But uh, she has a similar tattoo on a sim- similar placement on her arm. That's kind of ironic. It's almost like the stars were aligned. She was meant to be on the mark. Yeah, it's funny. I, I knew she was going to appreciate your tattoo, man. I just knew that you should have left the color scheme alone because she gave you credit at first. And then, God, did she t- literally rip you a new asshole yeah, as man. soon as you told her that you fucked up those color schemes. It was blood in the water as soon as I gave her that, and she pounced on it. She may have a point. I'll send her the picture. We'll get her feedback on it. Hey, I mean, I think the tattoo looks good, Marky, if that yeah. counts for anything. It, it does, Benny. I appreciate that. I get a rare compliment from you. Oh, I meant her tattoo. Oh, okay. About <laughs> I'm right. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Not for nothing, Benny. We didn't really touch on this, but it, it just struck me. Porn star names are so outrageous. It's usually like a geographical description word in like a car or something. Sky bends. Or something insane. Yeah, or you have a name, a first name ending in a vowel. And a lot of like Ricky Bobby names, a lot of names yes. that are two first names. Yep. Whoever like created the precedent for porn star names must be a total nut a lot of times there's a city or state in there dakota yeah alexis texas yeah (laughs) you know alexis texas absolutely phenomenal ass (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of times you get a even a color in there like a sasha gray an electric blue. Is that a chick? I believe so. Wow. I mean, why don't we just find porn stars with, like, regular friggin' names? It's not as fun that way, Mark. Yeah, I guess it takes away. I'm not being biased here. I actually think Mia Khalifa is a badass name. Yeah, it's a cool name. It I always, cool name. uh, I always Kendra get Lust a kick. Lust is a great name. Yeah, very cool. I always get a kick about when there becomes a, fam- a new famous person with an interesting first name. About a half a year goes by, and then you see all these porn stars with that name starting yeah, up. Yeah, 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 exactly. And here's the other thing. Mia Khalifa is the most ethnic porn star name of all time. Yeah, she may be the most ethnic American porn star ever. That we've ever witnessed. That we've ever History. witnessed History, being successful. Yeah, at least, you know, on the top of the charts. The top of the top. And now, folks, we have for you a little fun segment. The top porn storylines that we've all come to know and love. I'm going to start the list off, of course, with student teacher. Where, you know, Crystal needs to get her grades up and she'll do anything. Whatever it takes. I mean, that's an epic classic storyline right there, folks. Uh, That's as good as it comes, Marky. (laughs) <laughs> How about masseuse and whoever's getting the massage, whatever that's called, the masseuse, <laughs> whoever's receiving the massage. 
the oils. Where they oil her, oil her up and give her a rub down that she'll never forget and it turns into a whole lot more. Never really was a personal favorite of mine, but... No, me either. <laughs> I never really got it. <laughs> All right. How about... The cheerleader in the locker room, market. The cheerleader in the locker room. Very, very... That's classic, story man. Line. Yes, that is as cliche as it comes. I feel like you get a lot of lesbian scenes out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Cheerleaders getting changed in the locker room, in the showers getting wet and wild well the thing about the locker room is you're around your same sex so it makes sense that it's lesbian scenes right 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 how about doctor patient the rich doctor comes into the room looking to inspect the body for any mysterious bumps or marks and there's no confidentiality in this agreement right and next thing you know, that doctor's office turns into a uh, a fucking suck fest, Benny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what about the picking a girl up in your car movie? Not sure I'm with you there. I don't know if that's... I don't know if I've seen any of those. Like bang bus sort of thing. Oh, the van type stuff. The van, the, the bus. Yeah, but that's not really a storyline, it's a setting. It's a storyline, same storyline. They go to the park or wherever. You pick up this girl before you know she's in the bang van. Well, how about the casting couch? Oh, how would well, you, that's cliche. How would you like to make anywhere from $1,000 to $5,000 a day? We're going to do this video, send it out to the producers. You won't get paid today. But if they like what they see, and I promise you they will, <laughs> you're in the money, honey. Yeah, I always find it funny on those where it starts off very slow oh yeah we'll just pay you like 50 bucks to take your top off and then it gradually keeps going before you know she's doing anal for 500 she's like how did i come to this i'm supposed to be at lunch right now uh okay folks how about the stepdaughter and stepdad one that was always very disturbing to me and never piqued my interest found it very fucked up but that's a very common storyline, Benny. Yeah, it's a very disturbing storyline. And But I'll say this. I tend to click on a lot of those videos just because I like the girls in those videos. But the second they mention something about the stepdad, as soon as they talk about the storyline, I'm out. I, yeah. I, I, I exit out. I go to another one. Kudos to you for hanging in there long enough to f- track the storyline. That's why you're the producer of this thing, man. I like production value, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And look, if you ever got paid to, to produce, write, or direct a, a porno, you would. You you, you would uh, conjure up your inner Burt Reynolds from Boogie Nights and and do a directing type deal. For all you know, I already have, Mark. That's right. That's right. You probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Another storyline. Very cliche. The single mom home alone in the middle of the day and the pool boy out there cleaning the pool. Yeah, whether it's a pool boy or a plumber. Or, or a lawnmower. A lawn jockey. A lawn jockey, yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike, please. 
You're the fun-loving, outgoing party guy, and you're sweating some lawn jockey. No, physically having sex with a lawnmower. <laughs> what did, uh... Was it, what was that episode of Seinfeld where they uh, she caught gon or they claimed she caught gonorrhea from riding a tractor trailer in a wet bathing suit? Yeah, the tractor story. Yeah, something similar to that. Now let's think outside the box. What would be some cool porn scenarios that aren't used? A hibachi chef and a waitress. I like that now, man. After hours, the bocce chef still got the hat on. He's still flipping knives. He's making the volcano out of the onions. Yeah, that's not the only thing he's making the volcano out of. That's right. That's what I was getting at. That that you have to be now careful you, you got, for. That stove stays hot for like two hours. You got to like Asian girls for that one, though. That would be with an Asian girl, I think. Not necessarily. You have the Asian chef. With some white girl doing sake bombs with her right, friends. Right, and, and VIP listeners, if you haven't heard, me and my hot Asian girlfriend or former Asian girlfriend are now broken up. So I just figured I'd let that out, let that cat out of the bag. But I'll tell you what, that that is intriguing. But it sounds more like a gangbang. The chef is big restaurant staff. Yeah, the yeah. chef is cooking for like eight females before you know it. A bukkake type scene. Yeah, before you know it, the sausage that wasn't on the menu is now on the menu <laughs> for all eight of them. Uh, a tragic twist to that would be whether it was the guy or the girl, they lay down on the uh, the table. They think that the stove was turned off, the hibachi stove, and they sear the skin off their back. Oh, that's bad, man. That's bad. I'll tell you what, not only sausage on the menu, though, but it sounds like a lot of fishes on the menu in that little scenario. Yeah, there's a there's a seven-course meal there. All right, here's another scenario for you. And I'm shocked, but it makes sense because the production value would be high here. How about a pilot and a stewardess joining the Mile High Club? Uh, only makes sense, man. Reminds me, reminds you to catch me... Uh, if you can, when DiCaprio, even though he was a fake pilot, was banging that hot stewards. Great movie. I love the idea of this porn setting. They just don't want to pay the cost to mimic a plane. That's the thing. And create I create a plane set. Yeah, I mean, you have to get a plane rented out. Right. You have to have everything in line, everything able everything set up it's a lot of work it's it's a lot more work than just renting out some idiot's house on airbnb and shooting a or, porn in it or a hotel room very true well there you have it gang there's a look into uh, our sick minds on the the present day and future of the porn industry some possibilities you know the porn industry it's it, it's dying a little bit in a sense of it's lost some of the glitz and glamour because of the oversaturation in the internet era. Yeah, there's so much of it. There's so many actresses, and it's just tough to keep up. You can't really follow one person's career. You just, whatever's on the page that you go to, you see. Net neutrality is going to end porn. That's what they tell me, Marky. Hey, I'll tell you what, my are right hand. Are you stocking up like Osama Bin Laden had his uh, cave full of porn? Are you stocking up on porn for net neutrality? When we go, uh, when everything goes dark. I'm not stocking up, but I would say I'm putting it in time before it disappears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm having my fun. 
<laughs> I'm eating my cake while I can, Marky. You're building an extensive spank bank? At the moment. It's like storing canned goods, man, for, you know, a nuclear type of winter. But these never go bad. <laughs> All right, Marky, my take on this whole Tim Tebow thing is that the other day in spring training with the Mets, he walked on a water sprinkler. The head of the sprinkler? The head of the sprinkler Tim Tebow walked on. Found himself on the injury report. He is down now. So he twisted or sprained his ankle on the head of the water sprinkler. Screwed him up a little bit. Marky, the man walked on water and will now be resurrected yes. during Lent. The season of Lent. Yes, the Easter season, really. Oh, man. If you didn't need any more proof that he was Jesus Christ, man, after that Broncos run where seemingly there was no reason for them to win the games that they won other than a miracle and a prayer. I, I, I This is all the signs you need. The yeah. guy is the son of God. He is Jesus. I wonder if he was running or walking when he twisted or sprained that ankle on the uh, sprinkler head. I mean, how does that happen? Happened to Mickey Mantle. Really? That's how Mickey Mantle screwed up his knee. Really? And his wow. career was never the same. I mean, look, Tim Tebow isn't the youngest guy anymore, and he's got a lot of mileage on him. He needs to be careful. There's some real talk. He can make uh, the, op the opening day bets roster, believe it or not. They need any positive PR they can get. They need to put asses in the seats any way they can. Shit, they should have Tim Tebow on the opening day roster. Who the hell cares if he's the 25th guy on the roster? It, it would be good to get people in the seats. When Tim Tebow gets resurrected, Marky, I'm, I'm telling you, everybody will see that he, he is Jesus Christ. Hey, like it goes back to the Brett Boone episode we did. I talked about two sport athletes and how unique and how cool that is. So you got Brian Jordan, Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, and now... Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable, <laughs> but it may happen. Uh, I'm pulling for Tim Tebow. I've always been a Tim Tebow fan. I always thought it was fucked up how the media poked fun at him for no reason. Uh, for being religious. I mean, poke fun at people who are, like, not good people. Like, Tim Tebow's a friggin' gentleman. Everybody at ESPN will go running trying to save somebody who got accused of domestic violence, violence yes, and try or and come worse. to their aid. Yes, or at, least, about, or at least hush the story. Yeah, and at least and not and, talk and about say, it, oh, it. don't you criticize him. You don't know him. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. know this story. You don't know his adversity that he fought through, his background. And then turn around and kill Tim Tebow yeah, for just make, working hard. And making Tim Tebow a laughing stock because he has faith, he works tirelessly, I mean, say what you will about the guy's football career. He wasn't the best NFL quarterback, as we know. The Broncos should have never drafted him where they did. That put a lot of unnecessary pressure on him. But here's the thing. He's a national champion. He was fantastic at Florida on a loaded football team. Uh, and he was a huge piece of that. He's an icon at Florida. They have a statue for him. He's, a, he's an ace of a person. He's a great dude. He's a great role model, really. And I think his story about trying to pursue Major League Baseball is inspiring. Like, hey, it's never too late to pursue what you love. Uh, it's never too late if you work hard enough to make shit happen, to make positivity happen. I yeah. think he's a great role model. I totally agree, man. God bless Tim Tebow. Luckily, God is blessing Tim Tebow since he is Jesus. There you go. So, VIP listeners, there you have it. We gave you your dosage of Mia Khalifa. We gave you your 
porn dosage. We gave you your Tim Tebow in sports. We had it all on this episode of On The Mark. Thank you for joining us. Tune back in soon. We love you guys. Can't wait to talk to you again. Keep up the good fight. Keep up the party. On The Mark.